Welcome to another podcast on the Autodesk AEC channel. I'm your host, Ralph Bond. What you're about to hear is part two of a two-part phone conversation with Terry Bennett of Autodesk, Donna Huey with Atkins, and Marty Janowitz with Stantec. All three will be featured in a panel discussion titled Building Resilient Infrastructure for Future Clients at the upcoming October American Council of Engineering Companies 2015 Fall Conference, October 14 through 17 in Boston. In part two to follow, Terry opens by asking Donna and Marty, relative to cloud, Internet of Things, sensors, reality computing, BIM, and more, can these technologies help us refine, even reset, what the key demand from cities will and should be to impact the products we produce like resilient infrastructure? He then concludes the conversation by asking Donna and Marty, as a sneak peek on what they will share during the panel discussion, what each feels is one key component ACEC attendees need to hear and why they should attend the Building Resilient Infrastructure for Future Clients session. You know, it's interesting you mentioned humans and the factor humans and and certainly in the previous question systems because If we look at our bodies, which are built to be resilient and adapt to changing environments and conditions, infrastructure is often thought of and has been designed to really be static when you consider how it's been developed. Beyond the system level, cities face difficulties determining resiliency priorities among their prospective infrastructure projects. As we start looking around and see technology coming to bear on this conversation, you know, the cloud, cloud computing, the Internet of Things, sensors, reality computing, even BIM and more, and it's disrupting how designers make things. Donna, to continue that question you just had, is there a connection? Can these technologies help us refine or even reset what the key demand from our cities needs and should be, and then impact the products that we produce like resilient infrastructure? Definitely, Terry. I think this is where it gets really exciting for me. I get really passionate about this topic. Um, I've always been very involved in the technology side of infrastructure for most of my career. And you know, recent reports from World Economic Forum say by 2022, we're going to have one trillion sensors connected to the Internet. This is incredible and staggering statistics. And to think now that some of those sensors, many of those sensors, will be you know, strapped onto our infrastructure, so bridges, buildings, homes, and people, um, we can really now start to use the information as a feedback loop, as a learning loop. The infrastructure is now alive, and it can talk to us, and we need to listen to it. So everything from you know how we can take that information that we're learning and build it back into the next cycle of design to make our bridges safer, to make our roads last longer, to make sure that our buildings and other infrastructure are adaptable. This is, I think, something really powerful that we're just beginning to see, you know, the first glimpses of. I spend a lot of time in the space of BIM and starting to leverage BIM not just for sequencing and construction and and, and management of of large-scale design, but to really start using it for scenario planning um, in the beginning and taking advantage of all that rich data we're beginning to get from these connected pieces of infrastructure to go into that next phase of design. You know, absolutely. The, I think this era of connection that is impending is going to create a lot of both opportunity and um, excitement, but at the same time, you know, requires us to kind of change the way we think here. Marty, to kind of continue that 
you know, discussion. What else do you think you should be highlighting or you will be highlighting during your presentation that is critical to that, you know, the ability to make systems non-static and make them much more adaptable? Yeah, the, li listening to Donna is making me pretty excited about being there. <laughs> uh, I'm very interested in, in, in hearing more about the areas where Donna, and I know you, Terry, also focus on, especially around the technology aspects. Uh, I, I uh, very much like that you mentioned uh, the human body because uh, I, I want to focus in part on the understanding that our infrastructure systems are really, and I've got to say this word very carefully because I've had it misheard, organismically. Uh, and that's to realize that things like uh, waste and water and transit and waste you know, management, water management, are really like digestive, skeletal, and circulatory systems of society. Uh, we never design a hand without considering its integrative relationship to the heart. Yet our infrastructure, as we all know, is built in an entirely different, has built in an entirely different compartmentalized, isolated way by and large. And that is now clearly have to change in the context of resiliency and more broadly in the context of uh, sustainable and thriving communities. So I want to point to some of the things uh, there. I'm also really interested hearing Donna talk about BIM and scenario planning. I, I couldn't agree more. I, I find myself uh, feeling about those things very much like I, I feel when I watch my son play an online video game, aside from the fact that his version is distressing. Uh, this version is like, wow, we can do such cool things now to model systemic relationships. So I want to focus on uh, some of the integrative and interdependencies that bear in urban design and planning as these technological tools mesh with a systemic approach to uh, thinking and looking at, you know, briefly at some of the frameworks and tools that I know we, we now have, and, you know, Terry, you're in the forefront of some of, of that with AutoCase, that really apply the means to allow us to bring this spatial view together with spatial design thinking. Yeah, I mean, that, this is, you know, excellent because we know that, unfortunately, today, you know, our infrastructure systems were built decades ago when, you know, as the old adage says, you know more today than you did yesterday, but they were built for the normal day-to-day. You know, and we realized that each infrastructure system was developed to be optimized for itself, and in many cases was in a silo of its own from the others. So, as you're talking about, you know, systems and inner workings um, with the human body, you know, there was no clear plan of how these various infrastructure systems should work together to respond to, recover from, or insulate us from stressor events, because they're all made to work by themselves and protect themselves versus work together and, and build up these synergies and um, really go at it as a, at a system of system levels. So with kind of without giving away all your presentation secrets, because we certainly want people to go to the build, Building Resilient Infrastructure for Future Client Session panel, what do you each feel is one key component um, or takeaway that you will discuss that all the ACEC attendees need to hear in order to prepare themselves for their future client needs and customer needs, as well as why they think they should attend. Marty? Uh, thanks, Terry. Uh, I'm not going to give away too much because I don't have that much to give away, but I, I will say that the conversation so far may sound like it's a little bit abstract and theoretical, 
And so we, we have a, a saying at Stantec, which is bring sustainability down to earth, or bring, in this case, resiliency down to earth. And so what I am going to do is highlight a couple of case studies for actual working projects that were both meeting this, this concept of resiliency while also being effective and economic. In fact, one of them I'm going to highlight, which is a wastewater treatment program, actually exists, uh, ended up saving the client 40% of the projected design cost by the first company they had designed it, which I won't name, uh, by applying this kind of thinking. And then on the community level, at a, at a modest community level, uh, allowed them to bring synergistic thinking and an understanding of interdependencies to actually work to enhance the quality of life of the community in some general ways while simultaneously responding both to potential threats and risks in a high performance, as we would say, green and cost-effective way. So I hope that's enough of a titillating possibility to draw some people. Absolutely. Donna, how about you? Thanks. Uh yeah, I think one of the key components that I'll be discussing is how some of these challenges and, and issues play into contracting and delivery. Uh, we're seeing entirely new ways in which the technology, uh, the interdependencies are manifesting themselves in new public-private partnerships, P3s, and also the advancement of integrated project delivery, or IPD. So I'll also be leveraging some case studies, um, as Marty mentioned, and talking about some research and development that we continue to have ongoing at Atkins, back into the BIM space a little bit there, too, how we're looking at new ways to leverage uh, BIM and technology to advance some of these issues and drive resiliency across all of the integrated decisions that we need to make. That's excellent. You know, it's clear from, you know, this, these snippets of discussion that we have here that, you know, building resilient infrastructure for future cities is not really a nice to have, but I think we're going to be pretty real quickly find out that it's a need to have because it's going to be addressed in everything we design going forward. So thank you both for your time, and I look forward to the panel at ACEC Fall Conference. For more about the upcoming ACEC Fall Conference, visit www.acec.org slash conferences. Stay tuned for more podcasts here on the Autodesk AEC channel.